Hello everyone and welcome to the Pet Accountant Podcast with me, your host, Vicky Clark. I'm going to help you get to grips with your finances, save you lots of money and take the stress out of doing your tax return. So let's get going. Welcome everybody. Uh, my name is Vicky and I run the Pet Accountant uh, with Lee, which is an accountancy firm dedicated to helping pet professionals. And what we've decided to do over the next few weeks is like a little mini series um, of getting businesses on to talk about the highs and lows of running the business, um, the finance side of it, and then also a chance at the end to plug what they do. Um, I've done this to so that people can get, I guess, a different perspective um, from the finance side and the business side, and just so we don't bore you to death with uh, shouting about finance at you every Wednesday. So tonight I'm joined by one of my lovely clients, Fiona. Hello, Fiona. Hi, Ricky. Nice to see you. Yes, you too. How are you doing? I'm all right, Ricky. <laughs> good, good. Um, so Fiona is going to, Fiona's a VA and I'm going to get her to explain what she does to everyone in case you don't know her. I know she's put various uh, things in the group, um, but just in case people don't know what you do, Fiona, uh, and thank you for doing this. Do you want to just tell people very briefly, I guess, your background and what it is that you do and how you help uh, canine businesses? Yeah, I'm... Originally, I was an executive assistant working in the corporate world, and I worked in that world for over 16 years, I'm looking after many busy CEOs and executives and MDs. Um, and then because of a spate of redundancies and company collapses, I found myself bouncing around from job to job and not really finding anything I would have done um, So during lockdown, and then I decided that I wanted to do something for myself um, and it's in the obvious route to become a virtual assistant. So I set up my business alongside working full time as a virtual assistant. Um, and then it'll go in the being where I now 2022. Beginning of January 2021, having got myself a mentor and decided I needed some structure, I had a chat with her and she said, you need to pick one area because you're working full time still. Um, and she said, Where, what's the area, what you most? And I said, well, dogs. <laughs> then I, and it seems a bit, and it does fit for me because I've got two dogs. Um, I've had dogs for over 15 years. Um, I'm a qualified dog trainer as well. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to do that on the weekend as well for several years, working alongside another Quite renowned head training by area. So, yeah, so it fits in because, you know, I understand canine businesses from sort of the professional side and, you know, dog training and other areas, um, but also from the pet parent side as well. So that helps businesses because I can look at it from both sides as well. And then obviously having my corporate background, you know, I can turn my hat to anything really yeah. and help people out. So I did that for about a year on and off, um, alongside my business, that long time full time job, and then in January this year I went full time as a virtual assistant. So now I'm just working my own business, building it away, <laughs> Be, being your own boss, being my own boss, and do what I love now. Exactly, I think a lot of people since lockdown have probably had that mindset shift, yeah. um, and thought, you know what, I'm not going to, you know 
plus myself working with someone else. I'm going to do what I love because life's too short at the end of the day. So why sit in a job that you're not happy with, do something that makes you happy? So how was that transition for you then from going from employed to self-employed? Because obviously if you've never been self-employed before, it is quite a big, massive jump. It is. It's quite scary. I was quite excited towards the end of last year about it and counting down the days how to get on the job. <laughs> but then come, come 3rd of January when it was me, I was a bit, oh, you know, and obviously I'd already sort of spoken to you, you know, yeah. the line outside and things, but it's everything else. You suddenly realise that each new you, you've got, you know, initially you've got no support um, and it, little things, which are not little things, but like my husband said, oh, when he had any holidays, what happens on bank holidays? And I was like, well, I don't know. I suppose if I want to work, I work. If I don't, I don't. And, you know, obviously I have to work out when I'm looking at what I need to earn. I've got to work out to cover for bank holidays that I want yeah. to take off. And for holidays, you know, they're both very important to me. You know, it's, you know, I, I did this because I wanted a better balance between work and home life. Um, yeah. Have that. So, you know, it's very important to me that you get my holiday. So I have to have to work all that out. And you don't initially think of that, I don't think, because I certainly did. I just thought, oh, yeah, work away. And, and it's working out what you do with work holidays. That, that sort of I guess it's taken for granted what you, you had done for you, I guess, when you're in employed yeah. work, like... Again, your holidays, you're working out your tax and national insurance, you know, it not really being your sole responsibility to run that business. So I guess you take that for granted and then you jump into a self-employed world and it's a bit like, hang on a minute, like you said, who's going to cover you when you go on holiday? You know, who's going to cover you when you go on sick? You know, how, how are you going to pay your tax and national insurance? And I think some people don't necessarily think of those elements of it. And also in certain professions like grooming, for example, when they do these, you know, they spend a fortune on these training um, courses and you don't get taught how to actually run the business, which I just find absolutely bizarre because, you know, some people don't have any previous business experience. They don't know how what they're supposed to do when they're being self-employed. You know, can groom a dog fantastically or train a dog fantastically, but when it comes to the business side, how do you do it? And and that's the main pitfall. You know, I get asked all the time, why, why do businesses fail? And it is ultimately down to a lack of knowledge around how to run a business. Um, and I guess when you first start out and what I found, it's, it's quite lonely because when you go to work, you've got, you don't know, it depends on where you are, you've got loads of people around you. And then you go from that to being self-employed and you sort of sat in your office being like, oh, <laughs> no. like what do they do? Is that why you got a mentor? Was that for that was a on? Yeah. Um, I didn't have one to start with when when I was doing it part-time, but I was in a couple of membership groups for my sector. Um, but, and then, you know, I found out through that, you know, which people it was that suited me who was running them. And, and so I went full-time, I engaged with her, you know, to join her membership and also and to get, you know, mentoring from her um, because you need that. You know, yeah. that's really helped me. And also it, it gives you that community around you. Because like you say, it is, it is lonely at times. I, mean, I was working from home anyway, um, two years previous. Well, that said, I could still pick up the phone and ring my HR director, who I worked with as well, 
So if I've got a problem or was having a bad day, you know, I'd text her and say, want to talk? You know, yeah, yeah give me five minutes and whatever. Whereas, like you say, you haven't got that around you now. Um, so that was one of the key things for me, getting a mentor, was to have that support. Um, I mean, yesterday I had an owl with her. Right. Because, you know, I just got, I've got a few things going on in my head that I'm struggling to work out how to deal with because you've always got that many things going on as a business owner. I mean, yeah. what I say, you've got so many great ideas and sometimes you get overcome by them and you just can't see what works for the trees and you just need that independent person to talk to who can see it. And I had an hour with her yesterday morning just sort of letting it all out. Um, if I didn't have a mentor, then I wouldn't have anybody to do that to. Well, I just, you know, you struggle, like say, you struggle away and then something goes wrong. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the same with outsourcing as well. You get to a point where you can't be everything in the business. You cannot be the finance person, the marketing person, the admin person, you know, and do the job at the same time. And at some point you have to let go and, it, yeah. and, and outsource that. And I think that's really important. And, you know, I do think mentors can be good. Um, like I said, they, they can be that accountability buddy. They can they can support you when there isn't anyone else to talk to. And as well as all the Facebook groups, you know, yeah, some are better than others. Um, but, you know, there is a sort of sense of community in these groups. As, you know, I see it in mine as well, where someone will ask a question and everybody joins in and helps. And yeah. it's just to have that bit of support because otherwise, like you say, it, it can be a bit lonely. Um, so now you've got the mentor, things are going really well. Yeah. Yeah, I know you've implemented some other stuff because you did let me know, but I'll I'll let you divulge that at the end. Yeah. Um, from a finance perspective, then, how did you, I guess, first or what was your first steps when you thought, right, I'm going to have to sort my own tax and national insurance out and and do something with HMRC? How did you get around that? Um, to start with, I went on to Google, Google and <laughs> <laughs> to the HLLC website, sort of worked out that I did need to register to be self-employed, um, which I did mistakenly about one month before the beginning of the tax year. <laughs> and then got this letter from them saying I needed to complete a self-assessment. And I went online and looked at it and like you say, while well, I probably if I'd have spent hours and hours, could eventually have understood it. I just didn't have the patience or I was frightened that I actually might get it wrong. And all the time I was thinking, but I haven't learned anything in my business. Yeah. And I couldn't, I could not work out how to put both employed and self-employed in those nothing. Um, so I think that part of searching around, I came across your group <laughs> and that's when I joined it and then spoke to you when I, you, I remember you telling me to send them an email and ask if you could be an exempt. And I did for that first year um, and said, explained it to them and then I got an exemption letter. Um, but then after that, I was just like, I'll pay. <laughs> <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was just like, well, well, I probably could do my own chance. And, um, you know, because I, you know, I, sometimes I think I could get my head down and really get into it and suss it out. I just sort of think I'm not the best person to do that, you know. And I did bookkeeping, I did a general accounting course about GCSE somewhere many years ago. But, you know, it's not my specialism. Um, for me, I would rather outsource that area than spend the time trying to do it, trying to work it out, then wondering have I got it right. Is tax man going to come and knock on my door? It's just yeah, but I think that's, 
I think that's part of the problem as well. You know, people go to Google and it's not the easiest thing. We need anything to do with tax. And then it sends you to the HMRC website, which may as well be in another language sometimes because yeah. they don't give you a straight answer. It's like, oh, click here, click here. And then you, then you end up back to where you started and you think, what the hell? Um, and part of the reason why I started this group is so that people could get the right information because even now I see so many people being like, oh, no, you don't have to do a tax return unless you've earned 80 grand. Or you don't have to do a tax return unless you've earned over 12 grand. Yeah. And there's just so many wrong answers floating about, which can cost people money. You know, you might have not done one and then they could have fined you and it could have caused all sorts of problems. Um, and I think sometimes, again, it's not necessarily that people can't do it. It's just the time. Do you really want to be sat there faffing on with a tax return or do you just want to go to know what you do it because I can't be asked. <laughs> so so and you're yet and already like when you were doing mine this year when you did the arm, you know, you said to me, Oh, you can claim for this, you can claim for that. You know, there was things in there that if I'd have been doing it myself, I would have never realised were claimable against my business. You know, that that's where like like say, you know, you commit because you know what we can book through the business. You know, at the end of the day, the more the better. <laughs> well, exactly. We don't want to give too much money away. So the, the more you get the expenses free, the better, because that, <clears throat> that's ultimately what's going to lower your tax bill is all those expenses. Yeah. So where are you at now then compared to when you started? Is there anything that um, you would do differently? If you could go back now and redo it again, is there anything you would do differently at all? I always think I'd, I would have got started sooner. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people have said that. Because yeah. I was I was furloughed for two months, you know, in the height of the pandemic, and I, I sort of think now, oh, blimey, have I got going that, you know, I might have been in front of where I was, but, you know, everything's great in hindsight. But, no, I think generally once I got focused, um, knowing where I needed to go, and changed everything just focus on the canine industry. Um, and, you know, people are getting to know me now. Um, so, you know, it's, it's it's the right direction. And, you know, I, I know I got in touch with you squeaky enough, which is the main thing. And I think that's, that is, to me, that was the main side of it on top of, you know, depending on what industry you're in. But obviously, you know, I, I need my insurance. Every business needs their insurance. Yeah. Now I need my insurances. I need to be registered with the ICO data protection. Uh, you know, my mentor gave me all that information. So, you know, that was set up pretty quickly from the start as soon as I got clients. So, yeah. Fab. Yeah, Fab. I think getting started quick, it would have been it. Do you think, do you think COVID affected your decision or it, it impacted your decision? To, to go self-employed or do it then? Yeah, I think it did because I, I'd been in one job for sort of 16 years, which collapsed two years before COVID. Um, and then I bounced around doing temporary jobs, um, not really finding anything I wanted to do. And then because of COVID, I was in a, I was an executive assistant to a CEO and they furloughed me for two months and they never got in touch with me in that two months. And, yeah, they, and I was, alarm bells were ringing, obviously thinking, well, hang on a minute, if they haven't needed me in that time, because they didn't close down completely because of the sector. Right. So there was only certain amounts of those, what were they allowed? So, you know, my, I was thinking, this is not right. 
I've had another job to go back to and I didn't and I thought they made me part time because it proved that they didn't need me full time, which is what I always suspected because I knew it wasn't a full time job there because I was doing it and I was struggling to keep myself busy. Yeah. I don't like sitting twiddling my homes. No. So, you know, so that I think it did have an impact because that then became a thing that was like, I want to work from home. I want to work for myself. I've got my dogs here. You know, the thought of sort of going back in the office all the time and, you know, having to sort dog sitters out. I'm sorry, dog sitters. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, having to sort of having to do that, it's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to be there for them. So it definitely did sort of, I think it was probably a cheek up the backside. I think people are taking a look. Yeah, I think people are taking a lot more risks now because of everything that went on. I think you've got to really, otherwise you're never going to know. So I do get a lot of people ask me about how they market their business. And I do feel like it can, anything really can go across all sectors. How do you, and how did you market your business in the beginning to try and get those clients? I know there's a lot of people on here that mention it. There's a lot of people when they ring me, they ask me, you know, how do I market my business? How do I get clients? What did you do just to help anyone that's listening to get yourself out there at the beginning? And what do you do now if there's, if there's anything different that you've done now? Yeah, um, one of the first things I did was I invested in in a website. Um, you don't have to have a website, but for me, it was so I had somewhere to direct people to rather than having to keep repeating the same thing over in a message to them. So I could just say to them, go and have a look at my website. Um, you know, if you like what you see, I can, you know, talk to you verbal. Um, so I invested in a website and then I got my Instagram set up. Um, I set up a business Facebook page. Um, and I changed my LinkedIn. I was already on LinkedIn from my corporate world, so I had quite a big following on LinkedIn, followed a lot of people, but they weren't necessarily any more my ideal people yeah. to be connected to, and I'm still connected to them. But you know, I, I've spent time on LinkedIn building my audience by searching for the right people, and there is a lot of dog businesses on there. Is there? Because I've yeah. never, I've never been on LinkedIn ever in my life, and it's one of those things where we mainly always sit there and go, should we? Shouldn't we? And we never know. I mean, I'm crap at technology anyway, so I wouldn't even know how to use it if I tried. But I didn't realise there was that there would be that many on LinkedIn. To be fair, there was a lot more than I expected. I didn't think initially when you sort of think right, which social platforms I'm going to go with. I was like thinking, well, definitely Facebook. I'll slunk away with Instagram. I don't like it that much, but I know there's a lot of canine businesses on there. And I was like thinking, well, I love LinkedIn. I've been on it for years, but I don't think. The wealthy dog business is on there, but there is there's a lot, and I'm it's I'm positive I have got clients through there. It's difficult to say. <laughs> I, I'm connected to people. Do you not ask them? I do. I do. But and they sort of go, I can't remember where it was. I first saw you because I'm on Facebook with you, and I'm on LinkedIn, yeah. and I know you're in several Facebook groups that I'm in. So. You know, but I have had people message me through LinkedIn who I, who have become clients. So if they come through that way, I just say they're LinkedIn clients. But so it was about getting all my, you know, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn mate where I know my ideal clients are sitting. I'm, and then on top of that, I then just spent time 
looking for Facebook groups where I knew my ideal clients would hang out. So obviously, you know, that's your group. I know there's loads of ideal clients in there for me. And, you know, there's, there's like Rachel Spencer's group, you know, just the publicity for pets. There's so many groups were around. And, you know, that's the way I did it. I got into those groups and explained, you know, if there weren't, like, you know, I'm in a grooming group, um, you know, I'm not green back, um, but, you know, I've been allowed in there, you know, as a, as sort of on the professional side of being able yeah. to give advice when people ask questions. So it was about sort of getting into groups and collaborating with people. Um, you know, I think, well, I suppose you dog trainers and you, you dog groomers, it's a little bit the same, but it's more rather than the professional groups, it's the, it's your public Facebook pages, yeah. your local Facebook pages. And I know a lot of them won't let you direct and post from your business page or sort of keep selling business, but most of them do a, a social Saturday or social Sunday. Yeah. Um, you know, posting on there, you know, and again, sitting in your local Facebook groups, I mean, we've got a local dog walking group, um, you know, and so you, we see when somebody asks for a dog walker or a dog group, like, you see businesses pop up in there going, I'll contact me. Yeah. But I think a lot of it is that. Um, you know, and I know some people go around with flyers. Flyers is for me, unless I was at a trade show. Mm. Um, but yeah. Rich, well, I did hand them out okay. at Green Fest. <laughs> <laughs> I put them in all the bags. Yeah. But, you know, I think sort of dog trainers and dog groomers and the other areas, what are serving general public, you know, Flyers in your local area works well. Jade collaborating again with other professionals, your vets and your pet shops, and yeah. getting them to hold your flyers and your business cards and getting to know them so they'll recommend you. And even people who are doing the same job as you, like I spoke to a groomer today, um, and she said that she's in a WhatsApp group with loads of other local groomers and they pass business to with each other. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be, oh my God, there's another groomer, let me, you know, try and get all their clients or they're going to steal all your clients. It's work with them, work together. Yeah. There's no reason why you can't swap. No, that's it. And that's what I like about the virtual assistant world. It's a very collaborative industry. So we don't work against each other, we work together. Um, and certainly within my membership, you know, people will post, my client needs, I can't do this. Is there anybody what can do it? And I'll pass them to you for this certain project. Yeah. And, you know, we get that all the time, you know. And I mean, it's like, you know, I ch I chat to Charlotte. Charlotte's the social media expert. I know she sets out doing BA stuff, but we've chatted and she said to me, honestly, it's not how well they do and more than what she's brilliant at is the social media side yeah. you know I people say to me you know I can do social media for some of my existing clients um, and I will do it um, but you know it tends to be those who are really already my clients and mm -hmm. you know but a lot of them I'll say you need Charlotte yeah, yeah. You know, you've got to play to your strengths and you know sometimes you know, when I, before I got Lee, you know, and that's why I got Lee to start with, I didn't do payroll and I was getting so many people saying, I want payroll, I want payroll. So then I ended up finding Lee um, and then I outsourced it to him. And now obviously we've merged. 
But yeah, there's no reason why you can't just share between each other. It's it's a good way of getting your name out there as well. And I think with Facebook, you have to be consistent. And that's what I always say to people. You can't just do the odd advert here and there or just dip into the groups here and there. You've got to be consistent with it. Um, And that's what I did when I first started the pet accountant. I was in every single group I could get into that would let me in. And I was in there spamming all the time to the point where people were like, I'm sick of seeing your face everywhere. (laughs) Um, But then they were ringing me because they kept seeing me pop up every two seconds. Um, You know, I did it within the rules of the groups, but I, I was consistent with it for a long time. It wasn't like an overnight thing. It did take me a long time. And now I don't have to do it as much and you'll probably find that you won't have to do it as much as time time goes on because people will know yeah. who you are. That's it. You know, I mean, I, you know, I, I have the same as you. Some groups won't let you in. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's the ones that do. I, I go in there and I spend time every day looking for posts and people asking for help. And if it's something I can help on, then I offer advice. And somewhere along the line, I usually end up saying, look, I'm a virtual assistant that support the industry. If you want to reach out, then reach out to me. Um, yeah. You know, and do that. But, you know, I always try to help as much as possible. And, you know, and I do say to people, just give me a call if you're still coming. <laughs> and honestly, I can't recommend getting a VA honestly, enough because I was useless at diary management and stuff like that. And I, I got to the point where I needed to outsource, but I was too scared. Um, and I'm glad I did now. I mean... I don't really get much of the VA stuff now done from Charlotte. She does all the social media because I've got to the point where I don't need it. But the social media side, I am crap with any sort of technology that isn't a spreadsheet. Um, And I, you know, I just don't know how to do it. And I have no inclination to learn how to do it. Um, So I just think, yeah, I mean, again, if you're stuck with replying to emails, answering calls, messages, do any social media, like reach out to a VA because honestly, yeah. I mean, I was a bit apprehensive to start with because uh, I'm a bit of a control freak, but it honestly, it's been a lifesaver and the social media side, I just, I don't have any inclination. I just say to Charlotte, this is what I want you to do. <laughs> this is what I want yeah. you to say. It. Can you do it? Because I just don't have a clue. Even the logo and stuff, because we rebranded, I got a new logo. I had to get to do all of that. I don't have to do it. <laughs> it's just like... It. You know, now she's buggered off on holiday and I'm like, oh, I know. I, I know. I'm like, I don't know how to do it. I was meant to do a welcome Wednesday today. I don't know how to do that. Um, but welcome to everyone who's new in the group, by the way. Sorry there wasn't a welcome. It's because Charlotte's on holiday, so we'll blame her. Um, right. So before I get you to tell everyone what it is that you actually offer and where they can find you, yeah. what would be, and I asked Anastasia like this uh, a couple of weeks ago, what would be your top three tips um, is someone who's newly self-employed and it can be anything. I'll put you on the spot. Anything to do with anything. Yeah. I would always create a plan. Plan out what you need to do. Um, and well, that can be on a daily basis, a week and day basis, but, you know, have a plan. You know, it's like a like a to-do list, but, you know, if you're new in business and you've got a lot of things to set up, then write them out take them off there's great satisfaction in scribbling things off love it i have i have it i do my to do list because i like to do that screwball thing but i love <laughs> trello boards as well oh trello is really good i love a trello board me and these trello 
Yeah, I do my Trello. So, you know, I do have things on my Trello board. And, and things that are on my Trello board are quite some things that what I need to do in two or three months' time. And then what I write on my to do list will be things this week that I need to do in my own business. Um, I think as a business owner, what you can forget and you what struggle to give the time to is actually working on your own business. Mm-hmm. So we spend too much time working in our business, doing things for clients and customers, but we don't then take the time to work on our business as in yeah. like, you know, keeping it in line, doing your admin, that sort of thing. So we indefinitely plan, create lists. Bad. And don't try to do everything yourself. Don't be happy. Yeah, source. That's it, yeah. I know not everybody can outsource. It's not something no. most people can do straight away. No. But always have that in the back of your head that you can outsource. And, you know, I will help people just on one particular task. You know, I've got some clients that I'm working all the time. I've got some clients that who will just say, I need this doing. Can I just employ you for a couple of hours? Or however long it's going to take you to do that. I've had somebody beat me today. They want me to write some emails for them because they want to send them to someone to try and get their product into their business. They just don't know how to compose the emails. Yeah. And so they rung me today and said, can you, whatever time it takes, as long as you can do it for me. I don't like paying. I just want you to write these emails because I don't even know where to start. Yeah. And, and I've done a lot of little bits with them before, but it's always just been those little bits. So, you know, it might not be a bigger amount you want to outsource or can afford to outsource, but just little bits. I just don't sit around struggling. Yeah. You know, and even if it is just going and finding that Facebook group, what can help you? Yeah. You know, I don't think ever be afraid to ask for help in a Facebook group, especially not, you know, the ones like yours and, you know, I know there's loads of training professional groups, you know, I just think, you know, I see people going on saying I'm scared to say this, but, you know, and then get nothing but support. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just don't ever be afraid to ask for help. Don't sit there and struggle. Bad. Sounds good. So Jess has put so true for you on that. I'm terrible at focusing on, focus on working on my business. You've helped loads of me. We are just getting started with a little heart. Thank you, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's fab. Right. So in case people didn't know what it is that you offer, what it is that you do, because some people don't know what a virtual assistant does, do you want to tell them um, briefly what it is, what services you offer um, and the things that you cover, just in case there's anyone out there thinking, actually, I don't know what I could probably do with someone like Fiona, but I don't know what, don't know what they can do. Yeah. So, I mean, a virtual assistant is an assistant who can come into your business and help you. Um, we call ourselves virtual because obviously we don't come and sit in your business side by side you. The benefits of having a virtual assistant to sort of having an employed person is obviously, you know, if you were employing someone, you'd have to pay their tax, their national insurance, their pensions, you'd pay for their holidays, you'd pay their sick pay. So while you might think if I was going to employ someone, I might only have to spend £15 an hour. On top of that, you have all those expenses. So when you ask a virtual assistant how much their hourly rate is, it might initially seem high to you. Um, but 
when you take into consideration that I'm paying all those extra things, it doesn't come far off where you'd be. Um, so because I have quite an in-depth background of things I've done, um, as I said, I've decided to support the canine industry because I do have a lot of experience in that industry. So the sorts of things I do, it varies from client to client, but um, I'm setting up online courses. Um, there's lots of great dog trainers and other professions out there who want to build a course um, to grow their business and start reaching beyond their local area. But same again, they don't know how to deal with tech or still have time. Um, so I'm setting up online courses. I set up booking systems for people. So for groomers, I work with all the Savvy, Barclay, High Pets, you know, all the different um, CRM booking systems you've got there. So I set those up for people. Um, I do emails for people. I write reports for people. I... Anything and everything. It is a bit. It is a bit. And I know some people sort of go, oh, you know, but I do have quite an in-depth knowledge and, and I can. So I don't tend to, you know, I do have some core services, but I don't tend to tie myself down too much with, I will only do these three things. And, you know, I'll set people up on, on your mails, um, MailChimp and MailerLite, you know, if you want to do your email marketing, which is very important. That was not really important. This in case Facebook disappears on you. Um, you know, so I set people up on those platforms, help them grow their list. I do newsletters for people. And um, you know, and like I say, you know, it, it varies. But what I say to people is if you think you need help, then reach out to me and I can see, you know, where I can help you. You know, I mean like, like Jesson just said, I've helped her, you know, Jess initially came to me and was like, I know I'm stuck. And, um, you know, we, we chatted and worked out where she was stuck. Um, and then I sent to her, well, I can help you with this. Yeah. And that's what I do to people, you know. Because everyone's going to have, I guess, different criteria, aren't they? Everyone's going to want something slightly different. So, like you said, there's no point sort of typecasting yourself to a certain thing. And then someone might go, actually, she doesn't look like she does that. Whereas if you just open your door to say, right, well, just ring me and tell me what you need and I'll tell you if I can help, then it covers yeah. all bases then. That's it. You know, even one of my clients that I'm working with, I can do anything from writing up her reports that she sends to her dog training customers to building presentations on Canva to dealing with a mailing list and sorting out gift boxes for Christmas for a membership. <laughs> so, yeah. It, it just ranges from, you know, what people want on a daily basis. Whereas, you know, I've got other people who it might just be amongst what I want an online course building. And and that's it. And that's fine. You know, we build that course for them and then they're up and running. And if they need any support with it afterwards, then, you know, we work out support packages for them. What systems do you use? What um, systems do you use for the online courses? The online courses, um, we do we do Teachables, Thinkific, um, Kajabi. Well, that's very important. It's a lot more expensive because Kajabi is a bit more singing all dancing. You use Enlo. There's quite a lot of them out there. Do you use Kartra? I've looked at Kartra, yeah. I haven't done any on Kartra for people yet, but it is one there that Been... to get roamed around. Quite yeah, I moved my CRM system from ActiveCampaign 
to Kartra because I'm obviously going to be doing some online courses. Well, I haven't got to that stage yet, um, but I've been I've been making Charlotte sort of do all the the stuff within it for like the emails and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let me know if you get to grips with Kartra because I might be knocking yeah. on your door soon because I think yeah. Charlotte hates it. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite complicated like we look at these videos and even we're both sat there like what like just it's like this for me i just don't get it and again people might think oh using a va might be expensive but you've got to look at it in the sense of you're either going to spend all your time doing all these odds and sods tasks that could take you a day or you could pay someone to do it and then actually spend more time making money that's what balances it out it is it's a mindset yeah you have to look at it as an investment you know, and I said to people, you know, when are you ready to use a BA? When you're evil, you're too busy. You're doing things what you should no longer be doing in your business because it's actually costing you money to do it. Yeah. Because it's taking you longer, or even if it's not taking you longer, you potentially could be earning more per hour than you're paying me per hour. Um, so you're losing money. Um, or, you know, you might not know how to do it and you might be spending hours and hours trying to work out how to do it. Oh, exactly. And that was me. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's when you're too busy because, you know, by, by outsourcing some things might mean that you could actually finish on time in the evening and you're yeah. not still having to deal with things at 10 o'clock at night and you can have a day off. You can go on holiday. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that's... <laughs> That's really true. I mean, I was on a paper diary till I met Charlotte and she was yeah. just like, what are you doing? Like, you need to yeah. get yourself online. Um, and it does, it, it frees up your time to actually go and earn yourself some money and not be bogged down with all the admin tasks. I mean, we've just taken on um, an admin and accounts assistant sort of slash executive assistant to help with all that sort of stuff because I shouldn't, you know, I, sh- I, can't, I don't have time to sit down and, read Facebook messages, WhatsApp messages, Instagram messages, you know, replying to yeah. appointment emails. I just, I could spend all day doing that if I wanted to. So it's about taking that plunge and going to you know what, <clears throat> I'm going to spend more time actually making money and someone else can do those tasks. That's it. And it's like with the systems, like you say, you don't if people like, like you were on a paper diary and a lot of people are scared to move on to that online system, but it's safe. It's backed up by the cloud and it also then protects you from GDPR. Yeah. Because if you've got too many details signed paper diary and they're not secure, then you know you can end up with a GDPR breach, which can be very, very costly yeah. if you get reported. Yeah. But you know, it is safe when it does you know, it works a lot quicker and it helps your business. Um, you know, especially like, you know, typical like grooming businesses with the with the with the booking systems for that. You know, you can run reports and see who yeah. hasn't been in for quite a while or who your biggest tippers are, maybe, if you if you yeah. tippers and send them a Merry Christmas and then, you know, they'll might drop you a bit more money when they're coming out the dog screen, but it all helps because yeah. you can see them spending with you for reasons and you can target them that way. So, you know, that's the other side of sort yeah. of dropping the line as well. Yeah, no, I, I got rid of the paper diary quite swiftly. <laughs> yeah, you realised the benefit. <laughs> I did, I know, but I just, I'm like you though, I like writing stuff down and then crossing it off. I, but you can't really do that online because it's just, it's just there, it's not. You can't like, cross it off. That's, that's why I use my Trello for everything. 
Yeah. You know, and then I've got things like, you know, that I want to, I'm already thinking I want to do by some point next year. So I'm on there, but then weekly I take off and task and think, right, this week I'll get that done. And that's what I put on my paper. And then I yeah. stop and see big yeah. rope lines through it. <laughs> Well, if anyone to know what Trello is, it's very, it's free and it's yeah. absolutely brilliant system. Um, so have a look at that. Um, if you're disorganised like me, Trello is really, really, really good. Um, right, thank you, Fiona, for that. Um, thank you for your time. Um, what I'm going to get Fiona to do, everyone, is put all her details in the group, um, her email address, website, um, and anything else that you've got going on, Fiona. Just whack it all in the group so that people can contact you um and obviously this will go live uh, on the podcast hopefully this week um so if you listen again i um, will get your details put on there as well so people can contact you via that um and yeah just thank you very much for taking the time to talk to you. i really hope you've all found it really useful um and we will have another guest on very soon um that's just to be confirmed so i will let you know that when it's confirmed um, and just carry on using the group. Like I say, it's there. Ask as many questions as you want. Me and Lee do um, go in there and monitor the answers to make sure that you are getting the correct information um, and we'll answer the question when we come across it. So please carry on using it uh, and welcome to the group. And I hope you found this really useful and have a good evening, everybody. And thank you again, Fiona. And I will catch up with yourself probably very soon and everyone else next week. All right. Thanks very much, Fiona. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed my podcast, don't forget to subscribe for me. And if you want to speak to me, please visit my website at www.petaccountant.co.uk. And if you'd like to join my Facebook group, which is full of like-minded pet professionals, then search Accounting for Pet Professionals in Facebook and I will see you there.